welcome to Nobody Asked Our Opinion, a podcast where two nincompoops sit down and talk about all things pop culture. This nincompoop is Joanna. And this nincompoop is Jonathan. Um, surprise! Producer Jonathan is uh, popping in for a uh, tip spot today. He is filling in for JJ. JJ had um, some... Uh, had had a sad weekend. Um, they had he had to put down one of their dogs, and uh, he's not in the mental headspace to uh, talk about anything right now. Which we're like, that's fine. So he he's sitting at home, hopefully not being too sad, but probably uh, sad. And we're gonna sit here and talk about a bunch of garbage stuff, cause that's what we do. Yeah, normally during this month, I feel like it would be a hate crime for me to be on the pod as a main host but considering the circumstances jj was like it would actually be a hate crime if you don't fill in for me uh and i was in a bind i, I had to accept <laughs> i yeah it really would have been a hate crime because he would have been like i have nothing to talk about i'm just sad <laughs> how dare you and i feel like you're 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 gay adjacent enough by listening to the podcast every week to understand and be able to fill in as a as an ally yeah well i am an ally so i can fill in as an ally because that is a thing that i identify as (laughs) yeah but i mean like it's not a hate crime then it would have been a hate crime if you're like you popped up and you're like you know what gay people fuck off (laughs) but you don't because you're not I'm like not that. even I'm not even going to respond to that because <laughs> it's a any, trap. any it's a tone trap. that I respond to it will, is yeah yeah and you know what I'll just I'll take a pass on that one fair um super fair <laughs> <laughs> um shall we jump into uh some of this news gig we only got two stories to talk about and uh one of them's light lighthearted and the other one um we may have to set a timer for yeah I mean I don't think we're gonna get through it very fast Okay, well, um, let's talk about um, the fun stuff. Um, Maybell Blair, who is the one of the inspir- like actually probably the main inspiration for the movie and the new spinoff TV show that's coming out, A League of Their Own, has uh, come out as gay in at age ninety-five. Um, yeah, it's it's that's great. I mean. It's never too late. I can't imagine uh, going through, you know, like 80 years ago, what that was like. No, I mean, and for her to come out and just be like, is saying that, you know, she hid from who she was and who she is for, she goes, I hid for 75, 85 years. And this is basically the first time she's gotten to come out. You know what is it? It is funny. The that is not the first thing of a league of their own that popped up on my feed this week. Completely well, and you can you can let me know how related this is. Uh, was that there's somebody there's a user on Twitter who will go around trolling uh, bigots because uh, there's some people who are bigoted and they're on Twitter and the when it comes to uh, uh, people who are transitioning, they're going uh, uh, they're like you know they're trans um 
they're bigoted people who would be like, we can always tell. I can always tell. Da, 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 da. And so this person replies to them with a picture of like Sigourney Weaver or in this case, this week, Gina Davis uh, saying like, oh, so if I showed you this picture of me, you'd say da da da. And then they like make a bunch of comments about the picture of uh, noted actress Gina Davis and say like, I can tell da 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 da. And then the person like screenshots all of that and says, uh, uh, in like sarcastic quotes, they can always tell. Um, That's and it's funny. It's funny to look at someone being clowned on, and it's also you know it was Gina Davis who stars in a league of their own. Um, that's a hysterical because people are just like, I'm gonna be hateful even though gorgeous female woman cisgendered female woman Gina Davis who I don't think could look who couldn't even look manly if she tried and or it does like could has like no like I've never looked at Gina Davis and been like I can see a little bit of a masculine quality about her no <laughs> and but I'm gonna be so full of hate to been like Oh yeah, no, I can see this, this, and this is makes because wrong with you because you're transgendered. Blah, 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 blah. It's just the idea, the, the the idea put in their head that the picture that they're presented with is not. Uh, and what first of all, they don't recognize that it's Gina Davis, which already crime. Absolutely. How very second because I've seen the same thing done with a picture of uh, Sigourney Weaver, and like. Also, crime for just not recognizing famous actresses, <laughs> and that they 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 get convinced so much in their head just because of the fact that they're predisposed to be hateful that they just pick things apart and like pretend that because because look and because the point is that it doesn't matter, and that all qualities are just human qualities. It was just, it's funny to see people get clowned on, though, so that's... I appreciate you bringing that to me, because I wasn't aware of this trend, and I'm here for it. Um, but also, I also saw a preview of the new League of Their Own little, like, the series, like, is there, like, a teaser, and it's gonna be, like, a TV series. And I'm like, this looks super fun. I think I might watch this. Because I really like the movie League of Their Own. And so it's going to be a, I think it's the Amazon Prime series that's coming out. So I'm like, yeah, let's watch that. So I might watch it. Is Gina Davis going to be in it as like a. I didn't see any pictures of Gina Davis. Um, I don't mean she might not pop in. Ooh, Darcy Carden's going to be in it. Yes. Um, I think I did see Rosie O'Donnell was popping in there, though, because she was in the original movie. They always got, they always got to have somebody, right? Oh, yeah, there's always got to be talking some about people. the sort of revivals, the reboots, the, the bringing the old thing back. It's, they always got to have somebody from the original, and that's all they do now for, like, the last, I don't know, it feels like for the last while. Oh, yeah. No, nostalgia is a thing. Oh, that's what I just saw recently. We'll talk about it later, but I saw Top Gun Maverick this week. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll talk about that later, but that was nostalgia done right. 
Because some people fuck it up, but you know what? Top Gun Maverick, they they they, they did it right. Yeah. You know who's been fucking up a lot? <laughs> I was going to say, are, are we ready to segue into the long topic? <laughs> <sighs> you know you know who's been fucking up an absolute insane amount? Oh, is it our, is it our, our, our favorite actor in the world, Ezra Miller, who we've talked about a couple of... We've talked about a few times. We must have. I mean, maybe not you and I, but you and JJ certainly have mentioned Ezra Miller on the pod before well because we mentioned it the first time he was arrested in hawaii and then i saw and i almost didn't put it uh, put it on the thing because a week later he was arrested again and i thought it was the same article and then i realized it was not in fact the same article and he was just arrested again for like starting bar fights and being aggressive and then yeah i mean i thought it was just like a belligerent drunk kind of thing but now he's on the run and has kidnapped somebody so Okay, so it, it's not technically kidnapping because the person who is with them is 18 years old. The problem is that this, uh, this girl has, ha- has been talking with Ezra Miller since she was 12 and he was 23. I think that it's still considered kid. I mean, is there another? Is there a word for an if adult if an adult gets taken? I mean, the well, word for this is is grooming. Like, if well, you right now it's it's, you... it's grooming, but from the understanding of the any statements that she has made is that he did not take her against her will. She left with him, but it's because he's been grooming her since she was twelve. Which, I'm just going to say it, a brave statement for me, not hero behavior. <laughs> I was going to say, the Flash, Grant Gustin the, the would Flash never. can be a child groomer, but Batman can't eat pussy. Michael Rosenbaum would never. Another actor who played the Flash would never. Grant Gustin would never. I, I, I said Grant Gustin and Michael Rosenbaum are the only two people I knew who played the Flash. <laughs> That's because they were both in that Flash show. <laughs> uh, well, Michael Rosenbaum was on the cartoon. He's the cartoon, the Justice League Flash. Oh, well, because there's the the guy who, because the guy who, original actor for the Flash, was. Yeah, I don't know his name. <laughs> What's that guy's name? John John Wesley Ship. Yeah. Now let's see. Is John John Wesley Ship a monster? Is he? If I Google him, am I gonna find out that he groomed and kidnapped somebody? I mean, nope. I'm gonna go he with seems probably perfectly not. fine. He just seems like a like a cool dude. Definitely not one of history's greatest monsters. <laughs> And so, I think the thing about Ezra Miller that bugs me the most most is that Ezra Miller is also, like, taunting the police and everybody who's after them pronouns. 
trying to remember, trying to be respectful of pronouns, even though Ezra Miller is garbage. Ezra Miller is trash. Um, but you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say I said it's not hero shit. I'm gonna say that's taunting the police. That's villain shit. Are we watching Ezra Miller's villain villain origin story? Like, what what are they not making? Are they making a reverse Flash movie? What's going on? I mean, technically, that's what they are doing because they're making a Flashpoint movie. <laughs> well, he still plays the Flash. He, they, yeah, they still play the Flash. Well, probably not anymore. They still played the Flash. I mean, okay, so, but... Gosh, all right. the, D, the DC film universe is not... They don't have a lot of wins. Okay, so... I have so many thoughts. Okay. So, one, Ezra Miller has been taunting the police via social media by, like, posting, like, memes and cryptic messages on, like, social media about, like, being invisible and... I don't know. A whole bunch of bullshit. And I'm just like, what in the world? And then as of, I want to say today, as of recording, uh, DC and Warner Brothers has finally released a statement saying that Ezra Miller was probably not going to continue on as the Flash in future projects. And I went, do you think? (laughs) But they are still going to release this movie. But it's looking like that they may just switch it to a a direct-to-HBO Max. Just so it can get put out. Because they've already sunk in so much money getting this movie made. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I saw a tweet that's like, well, maybe they can just do reshoots with, like, something. And somebody else said, it's not really feasible. I heard that he was in almost every scene. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, for continuity and anything else, like, to go around and try to do it. Because Ezra Miller is also playing multiple versions of The Flash. Because it's Flashpoint. So there's multiple versions of timelines. Yeah. And so there's supposed to be at least two or three versions of him running around as well as like it's a flash movie like it's gonna be so hard to reshoot it um it would cost so much money to reshoot it and it would be it would be wrong to punish all of these actors who put and crew members who put all of this time and energy into making this movie and been like we're scrapping it because Ezra Miller is a dick yeah, I don't know what um, it because th- there's some precedent for this with uh, what was the last movie Kevin Spacey was supposed to be in? All, uh, all the money in the world. And then they replaced him with Christopher uh, Plummer. Oh, shoot. Christopher Plummer. Yes, legendary actor Christopher Plummer from The Sound of Music, who got an Oscar nomination for that role. Yeah. Um, if they could do something like that. Like that would that would be that would be cool. Yeah, but Christopher. But Pl- I don't know. Like Christopher Plummer only had like they only had to reshoot like 
a handful of scenes because he was in the movie, but it wasn't like he wasn't a prominent like it was mainly the other actors that were in it like really yeah, the there movie. would be so much they'd have to do they'd basically have to remake the movie <laughs> like the entire thing if they were to reshoot it with a different actor although i mm-hmm. i do want to stay as i stand up on my uh soapbox and ride my high horse um i said a long time ago that they should have just used grant gustin like when they like during the justice league I was like, why are we bringing on Ezra Miller when you have a perfectly good Flash who's doing a wonderful job? He's the one character that everybody likes. And everybody, like, why not just use Grant Gustin? And then they used Ezra. And I think he's a good version of that character, Grant Gustin's Flash. Yeah, I think he's a great version of the character. I have never was never fully sold on Ezra Miller's Flash. And that's not, like, me trying to retcon because, like, Ezra Miller's trash. It's, like, I was never sold on that character uh, on Ezra Miller's Flash. And part of it, like, I don't think it was 100% due to acting. I think a lot of it had to do with the way it was written. But, like, also, Ezra Miller just isn't as charismatic as Grant Gustin. And, like, the biggest thing that when you think of the Flash, you think of charisma and really bad puns. Yeah. No, I because I watched uh uh was it? I watched the four hour slog that was oh the Snyder cut the not Justice League yeah and that has a lot more like of of what that version of the Flash is in it and it's not I I I'm I'm a Flash fan and like that wasn't that's not the type of flash or that's not the portrayal that i think is most true to the character yeah um i agree i also this also what does this do to uh um because we're talking about what this does to the the flash movie because that's like the thing that's current but um something that has been a series that has been mired in scandal because of actors uh like personal lives was the Fantastic Beasts series. Yeah. Which Ezra Miller was also a... They were also in that. Yeah, Warner Brothers didn't release a statement about Fantastic Beasts, about that series. Warner Brothers released a statement saying that they would probably, moving forward, not use Ezra Miller for any upcoming Flash projects. And did you did you talk about have you have we talked about secrets of Dumbledore on the pod? We have not. What a wild train wreck! It, they should have stopped that, at the, one. Yeah, no, the first movie charming, great. The second one, just odd, and the premise wise, it's it's very much you can uh, everything that you've learned about jk rowling in adulthood uh is really starts to bleed through when the plot of the movie is well the good wizards need to make sure the holocaust happens uh because the bad wizard is trying to mind control everyone to stop the holocaust and that takes away free will like that conundrum yeah that's that's very much uh uh what we've come to learn are the deep-rooted politics of joan uh, okay, 
this is where I insert they, this is yeah, where I insert my real life into this. I was just at a drag show on Sunday and there was one of the drag queens did a bit like was doing a number and then like pulled out a wand and like the the audio cut to doing like the Voldemort uh Voldemort Avada Kedavra like all like bunch of Harry Potter stuff and so went through like and then went back to a dance number it was great it was fierce and at the end the host of the show came out and was like yeah like woo witches woo wizards yeah and then but immediately went into but fuck JKR and then the entire bar because gay people are all also nerds immediately fuck JKR and it was amazing it was just immediately and it went on for like a solid minute Everybody was like, "Yeah, no, we don't do, we don't deal with her, but we still like your characters when you stop writing them into a hole." And I thought that was entertaining. Yeah, that's great. I mean, yeah, the I I like that. I and a lot of people I've talked to about Harry Potter in the last year, maybe two years or so. It's there's a lot of separation of it's like this. This thing meant a lot to people, regardless of uh, her her sort of politics and the insertion, like the, the the type of the things that are bad about her aren't necessarily prevalent in Harry Potter because she like put them in there uh, with an agenda. They're just sort of things that were prevalent about the world, uh, you know, from the '90s to the aughts. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, this is pre you know gay marriage. This is pre uh, sort of global except like the language that we use to talk to each other is a lot more respectful of all minority groups than it was 30 years ago yes agreed i think that i think that it's an unfortunate that she has decided that she also thinks that she's a screenwriter because her screenwriting is terrible um Hence, I thought it would get better after the first Fantastic Beasts movie, because you know it was like that was the first try. Yeah, and I thought and the first it, one was actually like it was it was fine. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was well paced. It told the story. It was really cute, and then it was all of a sudden. Uh, who was it? Uh, Colin Farrell turned into Johnny Depp and. Then it went weird. Yeah. And then Johnny Depp turned into Mads Mikkelsen. Who, honestly, they should have just had him be it from the start. He's He was fantastic. I, as, as, as much as I would love to rag on that movie for like six hours straight and how terrible it was, the guy is a great actor. Oh, yeah. No, agreed. And like the bits of that character that matter that like came through and like seem like okay perfect when he's just you know he's he's a great great bad guy yeah i mean I, mads does do bad guy well i mean i think he did good guy pretty well in rogue one but fair he also wasn't in that movie for very long that was the other show that I'm going to watch with you. Andor. Sorry, I remembered. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that's a thing that's coming out. They're making a show about Andor. And I went, I'm excited to see it. And JJ went, I didn't even watch Rogue One. I fell asleep. 
and I went... Since 1999, Star Wars has been about characters who you know aren't going to die because they're in later series. <laughs> hey, let's go into a 20-minute segment now because I feel like we've gone off off the wall with our stuff. Yeah, we've really been uh, running running fast away with the podcast. <laughs> We went. Rawr. Sorry, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get some some subtle flash puns in just for the <laughs> for the lulls. I don't know. I don't know if you've caught all of them. I've got a couple. Yeah. Uh, Probably rolling your eyes. Anyway, yeah. Oh, uh, God. On this podcast, we do a segment that only lasts twenty minutes because it's our thing, and that's what we like to do. So we're gonna set a twenty minute timer, and we're gonna talk about a topic uh, pending. Whatever. Am I I'm doing the timer? Yeah, you do the timer. Um so usually we talk about drag race, but uh Jonathan doesn't watch drag race because I don't know, he watches other nerdy and shit. <laughs> I wasn't invited to the drag show this weekend. Because you were probably working and you wouldn't have come. It was a cesspool of germs. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a bad time. So many I made so many friends that day though. It was so nice. I made friends. I made a work connection. Actually, I might. I, I joked about it, but I was like, I should get my ticket to uh, my entry fee into the bar um, covered by my work because I made a work connection that has already started to pay off uh, just by talking to people in line. Hashtag networking. All right, let's get into the 20-minute topic starting now. Okay, so we're not talking about Drag Race. We're talking about Weird Al. Because... Of course. Obviously. Because I'm white and I'm straight. I thought you were going to say you are white and nerdy. I'm also nerdy. Because it's funny because it's a Weird Al title. Yeah, it's a it's a great Weird Al title. I know, it's his biggest I feel hit. like... <laughs> Maybe well, it's not his biggest hit at the time. Yeah, that was you can't, that, 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 that is charted higher. That is Eat It Erasure. That that was his highest charted hit, I believe. I don't think was that. It? Yeah, I don't think it was at least up until that point. I don't think it's his best work, but that was his highest charted song. I think when it came out. You can fact check me really? if you want, but I feel like that was White and Nerdy was like. That was one where, like, all the people heard that song. They played that one, like, on the radio. I'm pretty sure they played other stuff on the radio. I mean, possibly, but this one was, yeah, no, this one was massive. I mean, it still says, uh... White nerd, it it's tied for fat. Okay. Peak position eighty. No. Is there, are these the are these the real charts or are these the UK charts? I don't know. You're looking at the computer screen, not me. Why is this information not freely available? Anyway, Weird Al makes good music that I like. <laughs> Weird Al does make good music that I also like. And Weird Al... I'm going to see him in concert in September. I'm jealous. I'm not seeing Weird Al in concert in September. 
I'm pretty sure there's still tickets available. There probably is. I may actually look into it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's playing at the Mondavi Center on the 25th of September. But I'm not... I, I had a ticket for that, but then... Sorry, 24th of September. But then I'm going to L.A. that weekend because there's a Final Fantasy concert in L.A. That only happens, like, once every few years. Even though this Weird Al show is the first time it's happened in, like, three and four years as well. So I'm going to see him in Napa a few days before that trip. <laughs> because I gotta... I gotta get, I gotta get weird. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Absolutely. Uh, who, I was talking to somebody about, we, well, I mean, we're, I don't remember what we were talking about that Weird Al came up, but Weird Al's, maybe it's just because it's been on my mind because I own, like I purchased concert tickets, so I was, telling people hey i got concert tickets <laughs> uh and it's like oh yeah weird Al. and i found out, like a lot of people that i don't like like usually I, i've always felt like weird Al was like not popular that the only other people i knew who liked weird Al were like members of my family and you <laughs> i mean at this point practically member of your family <laughs> uh but yeah, it just seems seems like uh, he's gotten around. People people like the people like the Yankovic. He's even got a movie coming out. Yes, that we we still need to uh, tediously plan our break into JJ's home so we can watch it. Yeah, no, uh, it'll be real simple. Um, we go to his home. We open the door. Uh, you do you have a key? I don't have a key, which is actually surprising. Um, we make up a pretense to go over there. Uh, you leave something behind on a previous day and then you need to go pick it up. And so you go to pick it up and we're both there and then we burst in and then we take over because with the weird all movie will be playing on something called the Roku channel, which I do not have access to because I do not have a Roku. So, but JJ does. And then we, you know, we force him and, I mean, if he wants to watch it, he can watch it. But we force him into the other room. And then we sit and watch the Weird Al movie. And then we sneak out. <laughs> Nobody calls the cops. No, no windows are broken. No locks are picked. It's perfect crime. The perfect crime. And nobody will see it coming. Nope, because JJ does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Oh, and White and Nerdy peaked at number nine on the Hot 100 Billboard charts, which is the highest charting on the Hot 100 Billboard. I could have sworn, like, I mean, uh, the Michael Jackson parodies were, uh, as far as I'm aware, the, the most popular Previously. Oh, yeah. Well, like, number two on the, like, so number one, like, highest charting was uh, White and Nerdy, then Eat It, and then Fat. <laughs> yeah, that makes, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess, I don't know what it was about White and Nerdy that uh, really, it's not my favorite Weird Al song. No, I think it's fun, but I think, I think that because, um, 
uh, Right and Dirty was such a big song and it was during that cultural like phenomenon shift of how like people idolized songs and hurt like really like intook them and like encapsulated them into their brains um that uh when Weird Al's uh parody hit everybody was like oh yeah this is it Yeah, and I'm trying to think of other because it wasn't a complete. Uh, it wasn't completely new to the genre for him. Like he's done hip hop parodies before. Oh, my favorite is "It's All About the Pentiums." Yeah, no, that's a good song. <laughs> it's so stupid, and I love it. Yeah, they call him the king of the spreadsheets. He's got them all printed out on his bed sheets. I'm sitting down in your cellar, downloading pictures of Sarah Michelle Geller. And posting Me Too, like some branded AOLer. What kind of chip you got in there? A Dorito? Oh, man. It's so good. It's so good. It's so stupid. And it's got Donny Osmond. You're just about as useless to JPEGs as Helen Keller. Oh, God. That line is so good. That's so stupid. It's so offensive and so beautiful. It's so good, yeah. It's it's pretty pretty great. Oh, my God. I love that one. Um, Um, Do you have a favorite Weird Al song? I mean, Amish Paradise is pretty good. That's another good rap one. Um, And I think I appreciate it because the music video is so good. Um, I'll always have a fondness for Albuquerque. Yeah, uh, have you have you ever heard him do Albuquerque live? Yup. <laughs> it's twice as long as it needs to be. Yes. Um. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. I love that you know, on the because I was on Running with Scissors on the uh, booklet from the CD where it has the lyrics. It, you get almost all the way through the lyrics and then it just gives up. <laughs> <laughs> like the lyrics just go, Ugh. never mind. <laughs> Is this still going on? We're just gonna stop. I don't know if I have a favorite weird. Like I'm, I'm racking my brain. Like I'm picking like songs, and I'm like, I, I, I they're all my favorite. Oh yeah, no, I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's going through like. What's my least favorite Weird Al song? I don't know. Like, I can remember songs that I didn't like necessarily at the time. Like, I didn't love the song Germs until more recently. Oh, my goodness. Germs hits so different post-pandemic. Yes. Um, I feel like he might have done something on Twitter to, like, re-release that song during the pandemic. Um. Oh, I know. I think one of my favorites is One More Minute. Okay, well, I think, yeah, when I'm, if I am thinking of a song, the one that I keep coming back to is One More Minute. One More Minute is great. He played it at, he usually, like, at a concert, he'll play, like, stuff off the album, I suppose, but the last concert I saw him at, the last one he did before the current tour was a tour that he's not tied to an album with. It's a ridiculously overhyped vanity tour yeah. or something that he calls it. And he was playing all of those, like, original, like, song, like, the the songs that, you know, that aren't the big parodies yeah and he played one more minute and i was like this is great this is, this is like one of my favorite songs 
Oh yeah, no, I love uh, I love one more minute. Um Oh, what's the other one? Um There are songs I heard as a kid that I didn't really get an appreciation for until I was an adult and I had heard like the original. Mm-hmm. And like Okay, the, where else kind of an artist that hits you like that in like waves? Because I don't know, it's a funny song on its own, but then hearing the original, you realize the sort of brilliance of what he does. Absolutely, um, there are songs now that I can't listen to without immediately switching to the Weird Al version. Like I still can't hear American Pie. Without sing- going bye bye, this or my my this year Anakin guy maybe yeah. later someday like constant like it took me forever to remember the actual lyrics to American Pie. Oh, and I just pulled up the I list don't of even ca- songs because I mean, I'm, I'm like I'm trying to remember yeah. the ones that the one I was thinking of. You don't love me anymore is brilliant. Um, I love that one, and also your horoscope for today. Horoscope, yeah, horoscope is a great song. Um, and I didn't, I did not understand astrology when I first heard that song. I just liked it. I did understand astrology I, when I first heard it, which is why it was brilliant for me. I was like, "This is great." Since I was a child, I have met people who are very into astrology, and that's your horoscope for today has a lot more meaning to me now. <laughs> um, the other song that's great is the truck driving song. Um, mainly because I spend most of my time watching drag queens. It hits even fair, better now. Fair. I mean... I've always been a fan of Hardware Store as well. Oh, Hardware Store is great. That's one of those ones that's brilliant. And then we haven't even talked about the Hamilton polka. Oh my goodness, yeah. For real. The the circumstances of that coming out were incredible. Just the him just doing it. All of his polkas, to be honest. I heard Bohemian polka before I heard Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Which, if you think that's like a crime, uh, arrest my parents because it's their fault. Fair. And then I so I was at uh, I was a camping trip on like scouts and like some of the older scouts were. Uh, going on like a hike at night and i was it was like i was tagging along with him which normally wasn't a thing that uh, i got to do because i was younger and they were older and like you know you usually tell the younger scouts to piss off because they're annoying and i was annoying um and they all start uh they start singing bohemian rhapsody and i catch myself before i realize that this is a different song all the lyrics are the same but the, the tempo and cadence of what they're doing is very different than the song that I know. I love that for you. I think that's hysterical. Uh, so, sorry to Queen, but I heard Bohemian Polka first. <laughs> I mean, you now have a deeper appreciation for all of it, though. For Weird Al and Queen. <laughs> yeah. No, and, like, I, I like his newer stuff. Like, we've, we've been mentioning a bunch of really old songs, but, like, uh, Party in the CIA slaps. I love that you're, like, a newer song, and that song came out, like, a while ago. Okay, but he hasn't done anything since 2016, right? 
uh, sports song on Mandatory Fun. His last album was was really good, just because I am I am the guy who yells "Go Team" at sporting events, <laughs> and it was a song just for me. It's like our sports team is gonna be your sports team. Um. Oh, trapped in the drive-through is wonderful. And oh man, the the context of that now, considering everything that's happened. Oh yeah, no, it's even more brilliant. Like in retrospect, but like trapped, like the fact that like every like beat of that song is like just encapsulated perfectly, just brings me joy. Um. I also really loved Word Crimes when that came out. That brought me happiness. I still love Word Crimes. Word Crimes is great. Word Crimes is great because now I don't have to listen to Blurred Lines. Nope, we never have to listen to Blurred Lines. Same thing with Foil. I don't care about the song Royal, but Foil's great. I think both those songs are good. Yeah. Um... Oh, yeah, no, and every polka, like, I've appreciated the polkas when I didn't even know what the polkas, like, the original polka songs were. Yeah, no, I, when I was a kid, there's some of them that I didn't like because I didn't understand what was happening. I was like, this just kind of sucks. And then I heard a polka that included all songs that I had heard, and I, it, it clicked for me. It clicked for me that these are actually the best songs on the album, and I have multiple times. I think I either have a playlist or I go back to a playlist on Spotify that is Weird Al, just the polkas. I love that. Uh, and that I'm somebody should make a playlist, or maybe like it should exist that there's a song that's every Weird Al polka, and then the original songs on it as well. So like you can just go through, listen to the polka version, and then it through all the songs actually and then you get to the next polka it'd be like that'd be that'd be a good playlist that would be a good playlist we should get on that we'll create a yeah let me let me we'll, we'll create a spotify we'll create a spotify playlist under nobody asked our opinion yeah the official the, the weird owl uh polka the complete the complete polka experience yes Oh, Angry White Boy Polka. I think that was one of my favorites. Yeah, well, th- that that hat. was the one that I listened to for the first time, and that I had songs that I knew. And you're like, oh, I get this now. I am an angry white boy. <laughs> That's me. Because uh, I, I think the albums... <laughs> I found that way too amusing, but it's so funny. I am an uh, angry white boy. Because <laughs> you said it the so albums sincerely. We had... I am. It's true. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. It's it's June, everybody. So <laughs> I'm here to say <laughs> I am an um, angry white boy coming to you live from <laughs> from Pride Month. <laughs> uh, cause growing up, I think we had uh, Dare to Be Stupid on like cassette. And we had uh, Alpocalypse and Bad Hair Day. And I don't think we got... Again, who who can afford to buy all these CDs? Who can afford to go to the store and buy all these CDs and albums? They're, music's expensive for a, a child. Oh, yeah. I will say my first Weird Al, I got it on CD. Dur, dur. Um, I'm also older than you, but... 
<laughs> my first Weird Al CD was Running With Scissors. And then mm-hmm. it was... We also had the Food Album. I, I had Running With Scissors, and then it was, I think it was Off The Deep End. Uh, yeah, Off The Deep End. I got that one next. So I went I had back. the Food Album, and then I think after that I got uh, Straight Outta Linwood. Which means we skipped... Somewhere somewhere in there we skipped Poodle Hat, which is why I didn't hear uh whichever the angry that's why I didn't hear the angry why I have a poker for so long is because we skipped Poodle Hat. Okay, so yeah, I went Yeah, I went running with scissors, then I did off the deep end, so I went back a few years. And then I jumped up and then Poodle Hat came out a couple that I got Poodle Hat and then straight out of Linwood. And then I think I went back again. I think I got Polka Party. And then I stopped buying CDs. We had Alapalooza, Bad Hair Day, Running With Scissors, and the Food Album. Love that. They had the, some of the compilation albums. And then I used to yeah, watch the Weird I, Al show. I was never that cool. Oh, I'm sorry that I was uh, I had to outcool you, but I definitely remember watching the Weird Al show. And then when because I was watching the Weird Al show, I think before I got the uh, running, I think because I think Weird Al show came out before Running with Scissors. Time. Okay. Um. Well, on that note, let's take a break. Yeah. Hooray! That was my uh, rip-off of the uh, the news intro music on Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> that's a pretty deep cut. I know. That's why I had to explain it, because I don't think anybody would have gotten it. <laughs> but it's there! Um, let's talk about some TV shows, because we watch those. Almost exclusively. Yeah, I watch all of them. <laughs> It's it's actually insane that in like this period of time there are so many per week to watch, and it's only going to get worse this week because I think Umbrella Academy drops. Umbrella Academy drops now, f- tonight, Friday. I think Friday. Is it Friday. I want to say Friday because I think Stranger Things dropped on a Friday. I think Umbrella Academy drops Friday. Um, what else? There's some uh, the. Final two episodes of Stranger Things drops July uh, July first. Um. Oh, I feel like there's something else big coming out. Um. The finale of Obi Wan though is is this week. Is this week? It is. It is. Mere hours away, as we record, because it's well, as you as you listen to this listener, you'll probably have already seen it, and we're not going to talk about it because. That's in the future for us. It's in the future. We're going to talk about the previous episode, though, where uh, Darth Vader wrecks shit up, but I am here for it. <laughs> I am here yeah, for it. Yeah, no, I, I also love... He did so in the last episode, too. I think he was 
really brutal in the last episode. Yeah, well, this yeah, this most recent episode, he really just goes for it. And then the episode before that was the filler episode of, like, let's save baby Leia um, and get only a little bit of information that we need out of here. I was like, we don't need a side quest. I mean, There's I like the underwater base. I do. Like, I liked aspects of it. But I wish it had, it had more of a payoff. Um, as opposed to just being, like, the episode that gets us to the episode we had. I liked there was some like world building with the uh, uh, the rebel the rebels are sort of like they're they're like not rebels yet you know yeah the 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 starts of building the rebellion yeah and so like one of them you know dies so like it it really like humanizes the the rebellion is like it motivates them to again in this episode like full on fucking siege oh yeah they're like. For Gary, or whatever his name was. Was it Gary? I thought it was like... I, I want to say it was Wedge, but I know that's wrong. It was not Wedge. I don't know. I just picked a name. And I was like, it's for Gary. I don't remember his name. It was Gavin. I feel like it was a G name. I could be wrong. I don't know. I also think that it had a G in it, but I think it was like an edge. I don't know. Anyway. Gary died, and uh, it was sad. We had flashbacks this episode? Oh, my God. The, like, I've been... I said it the week before with JJ. I just want to see Hayden Christensen as Hayden Christensen. And they gave it to me. And they gave it to me all episode. And it made me so happy. And uh, I had a friend of mine show me, like, clips of Hayden Christensen, like, when he was doing, like, promo for this in, like, London. And he just looks so happy to be in a Star Wars show where the writing's actually good. Yeah. He doesn't have to say, I hate sand. Like, he's just, he's so happy. And, like, you can just see, like, the joy (laughs) that's, like, within him to be able to do this. Like, because, like, in his performance. And it was also, like, oh, yeah, Hayden Christensen. Guys, not a terrible actor. He actually does a wonderful yeah. job in this. It was bad dialogue and terrible directing. Well, and I feel like the only other thing I saw him in was uh, Jumper. Yeah. <clears throat> which was a bad adaptation of, like, a decent book. So, again, not hating Christensen's uh, fault. Yeah. Well, I didn't hate him in that either. Yeah. But, like, it also his sort of archetype of actor got filled up by uh, any number of Chris's. Yeah. And maybe an Andrew Garfield or two. Fair. Like, just sort of the, the vibe that those act, like, the any any of the Chris's or Andrew Garfield, like, sort of put out. Hayden Christensen could be in a lineup with all of those, those guys in terms of, like, if you were a casting director and you're picking people to do stuff. No, absolutely. And I think, though, that having him in this, I, I was also really happy they didn't go crazy on the de-aging. Because... Yeah. I didn't need it to convince me that it was a flashback. I didn't. And like, I think it made seeing Hayden even more special because if they just did like the, like the weird de-aging thing, like they could have just deep faked it. Then why bring Hayden in at all? Like the whole point is to retcon the fact that he is, everybody thinks he's a bad actor and to have that moment to see him in his real face with maybe like, they probably like removed a few wrinkles or something. But, like, otherwise, I was like, oh, look at Hayden go. Look at him. Did you just suggest that it's to retcon reality? It's absolutely to retcon reality. 
that's not that, that's not what that word means it does when i say it <laughs> we are we are retconning his acting we're going back and people are going to look back on these uh, other movies and go oh yeah Hayden Christensen, not a terrible actor because, but people like the industry wasn't able to do that because they didn't even yeah, it's ask. It's restoring him. his image. Well, because they, they didn't even ask him to voice Anakin in Clone Wars. They used his likeness in, car- in like CGI cartoon form and then asked a different actor to voice him. Well, don't didn't they do that with everybody? No, because they still had James Earl Jones later when it was Vader and, um, well, obviously Ewan McGregor wasn't going to do it. He's like, he's way too famous to do cartoons, especially one that was that long. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying is they didn't, they didn't, I don't think there was anybody who did, uh, who was an original, like, movie actor who did the Clone Wars, were they? I think there might have been some minor characters, but um, I just think, though, for, like, the star, like, like I said, for, like, the star power level, having uh, Ewan McGregor do Obi-Wan wouldn't have made sense. But Hayden Christensen, especially with his career not really doing a whole lot, they could have had him do it, have it be super fan service for the fans, and... And it, it it wouldn't have been any more expensive, yeah. But overall, I've re- I'm really liking the direction of this show. Uh, I think some people are, like, a little annoyed with, uh, like, people are still mad at Reva. And I'm like, guys, this is a Star Wars show, and she's playing a Star Wars villain. They're all are obnoxious. Are they mad at Reva for a real reason? Or are they mad at Riva for a fake reason that's covering the word racism. I mean, a little bit of both, probably. There's some people who think they know Star Wars, and they're like, she's doing it wrong. But it comes back to the part that she's a she, and also happens to be a person of color. So it's not just covering racism, it's also covering toxic masculinity. Yeah, back in back in the day, the original Star Wars only had like two women in it. Now there's like more than two women in it. I've, They're ruining it. I was gonna say, and none of them are wearing a gold bikini outside of their will. Yeah. Star Wars bad. It's, it's now. crazy. I'm mad. Grr. <laughs> um. No, but I really like... I mean, I, I saw the reveal coming that she was one of the younglings in the temple. Oh, I called it first episode when we talked about it. I was like, so that's her, right? Like, that's the implication? Like, we're go Like, yeah. Okay, great. What I wasn't expecting, I was expecting that they had all just gotten out and that she was hunting down these other ones uh, that had escaped for whatever reason. But, like, I wasn't expecting that, oh, no, Anakin straight up stabbed her like he stabbed her and left her for dead and she just pretended to be dead until she could leave yeah 
And I'm like, oh. Um, also, um, very appreciative for the warning. Thanks, Disney, for the warning ahead of time that there's some disturbing images in here because the murder of children is kind of a touchy subject lately. Um, and oh my, so the week... I, uh, the week that I watched, I, did Stranger Things and Obi Wan came out the same week? Um. Or did I just watch Stranger Things like a little bit late? No, I think they. I think the first episode. Yeah, I think they dropped about the same time. So, and it was also the same time as a horrific mass shooting in the U.S. The fact that both both of them uh, led with like a sort of disclaimer. Actually, did Obi-Wan have a disclaimer at the beginning of it? Not the first episode, which it should have, because yeah. that one fucked me up. It absolutely should have, because it was fucking children in a school being murdered by a bad guy, which literally was just on the news, like, days before. And Stranger Things had a disclaimer, saying, like, we, we filled this a long time ago. We didn't know that it was gonna, like, the world was gonna be like this right now. And it's a very similar vibe. It's It's... Like, children in a school against, like, a thing that they can't stop. And, well, and I think also, like, Stranger Things, I think, was also, like, because they had their disclaimer, but it was, it wasn't before the first episode. It was during the, if you watched the, the like, the recap. Oh, was it? That was, it was only there. Because I've watched other people, like, talk about it going, I didn't see a disclaimer. And I was like, oh, no, it was definitely there, but I watched the recap. And they go, oh, I didn't watch the recap. I didn't watch the recap. Oh, because I remember, like, I've heard people say it wasn't there, and it was only during the recap that you saw it. Weird. Maybe they just skipped it. Maybe. Um, but, uh, and I think, well, part of it was, A, they were able to throw that on there before they dropped it because, you know child murder but there was also i think because of uh it was also there because of all of the the russian talk you know we don't we don't like russia right now because they're not right. doing really great things and so i think right, right 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 i bet that was probably always there and they're like double meaning <laughs> ding dong the world sucks today um yeah, I'm sure. Well, it also takes place in the 80s. Like. Yeah, so I think it was just kind of like, oh, we didn't realize that Russia was going to go on a tirade this week. Sorry, friends. Or, like, you know, within the last two months. Um, sorry, friends. Here, here it is. Because we filmed this a while ago. And then it was also... But, yeah, also trigger warning for all of the, the, the child deaths. The child murder, yeah. Um, because craziness... And then um, to not have the warning before the first episode of Obi-Wan. And I think it was, which also leads me to believe that they probably didn't, act, that Stranger Things had it for the Russia connection. As opposed to um, the the child, the child Right, because who can predict, literally the, the school shooting had happened like, day, like days before. Yeah, it was just there. So I think that the, they literally wouldn't have had time to put a disclaimer there. Um, so you're like, oh, okay. There was another disclaimer. I thought, I could have swore there was another show that week or like right afterwards that had a disclaimer. And I can't remember which one it was, but I was like, oh, we like here we are watching stuff with like all of the shows with the disclaimer on them right now. Oh boy. 
Um, but I don't remember what the other one was. But uh, I don't either. I don't recall. Mm, Do we have any predictions for the finale of Obi Wan Kenobi? Um, well, we left off with Reva still not being dead, and so I think we're gonna find out that she has robot parts, uh, robot parts in her tummy. Um, just like we saw in Book of Boba Fett, um, with uh, Fennec Shand. So we're gonna be like, oh, that hurt, but you ain't dead yet. Um, so we're gonna see that she's still alive. Um, she has the thing that kind of, that, uh, told her that, uh, that Luke and Owen are on Tatooine and she's like, I know Owen, (laughs) that bitch. So we're either going to see her have a redemption or we're going to see her go off to go try to terrorize Luke and it's not going to work because nothing exciting ever happened to Luke because we listened to him whine about it for three movies. Um, yep. So he's, she's going to get there and either that's going to be, uh, she's going to go off to go find Luke and, and lead us off to a second season. Cause I thought I heard that this might get renewed for a new season. Um, and it'll be the adventures of Obi-Wan Kenobi stopping Reva or she'll be a good guy now because that's what Disney likes to do. Remember how she was bad? Well, she's not anymore. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> There's also, like, I know uh, the character Obi-Wan Kenobi showed up in Rebels. Like, I watched the scene or episodes that he was in. Yeah. Uh, but that is also, I think, another ten years down the timeline. Um, I don't think it's that far down in the timeline because Luke and Leia are already ten. And they're well, 19. they're ten now. They're nineteen at the start of New Hope. Oh, okay. They're not, I thought they were twenty. It might be 20, but Rebels still takes place uh, before New Hope, right? Yeah. So I think Rebels is like five years down the line. Or something like that. Yeah, well, his, ha- his hair was white, so we still got that to look forward to. <laughs> I was going to say, and eventually we will see uh, Ewan McGregor turn into uh, <laughs> Alec Guinness. I'm still waiting for him to turn into Michael Gambon for the... Uh, uh, Fantastic Beast series. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that's another fun thing about the those movies. Um, but that's that's Obi Wan. What else do we? Did you watch the boys? Or are we not talking about? The We're boys not talking about the boys right now because I haven't watched anything since the last time we talked about the boys. Also, I just googled it. Um, Rebels is four years after Obi Wan. Okay. And so he goes real gray real quick. Um, but no, we're going to talk about Miss Marvel. Yeah, which I think I think a lot of people when Miss Marvel was first having its like teasers and announcements, there were a lot of angry nerds uh, going off about how like they changed their powers. Um which they did a little bit. But I've watched uh Miss Marvel and I think what they're doing as a show is very very true to the essence of the comic series yeah uh, which is i think is more important than whether her powers uh make her hands literally grow bigger uh or if it's just like uh foster like special light light magic or whatever hard light she calls it hard light yeah okay star trek 
I'm just I just listen to what the lady <laughs> says and I repeat it. The lady said it was hard yeah. light. Um, also, 16, 16 year old superheroes aren't allowed to name their own powers. Well, which is why I don't think it's going to be a thing that we're going to have to commit to memory because uh, I think Kevin Feige said in an interview that that's how her, that's how it starts out. And so um, yeah. I'm thinking her powers are going to evolve because, like, I know it's something to do with the Terrigen Mist that was in that one show that nobody watched. Uh, they had Terrigen Mist in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, that was that one show I, I started watching and I stopped watching when it got weird. Well, they also had uh, Terrigen Mist in the show that actually nobody watched. Uh, about the uh, the Inhumans, right? Uh, Inhumans, yeah. Yeah, that Inhumans. was the one I was talking about. Cause I was like Inhumans. That that was the one. It was like you know that one no, show nobody a- watched. Agents of Shield. Agents of Shield had a lot of plot lines with uh, Terrigen Mist. I vaguely remember the beginnings of like of it, but I don't remember enough of it. Because yeah, that was like uh, tra- traditionally Kamal right? Khan is an Inhuman. Yeah. And so, um, but I think that they may like continue like that thing like that sort of plot line later maybe but right now i'm really liking that we're delving into her her past and her as a you know uh a pakistani uh muslim american character like we're, we're we're delving into that culture and that's how she has her powers right now as opposed to it just being yeah Oh, explosion! Powers now, woo! It's like no, like we're really unraveling what it like, what her powers are, how she got them, who she is as a character. I like that we're seeing her as a character who's hesitant, and like has yeah. all this confidence. But as soon as something goes wrong, it's like, oh shit, <laughs> I almost killed somebody, um, because I don't. I have, have seen of this some. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. I have seen some criticism from uh, like Muslim Americans that it's a little, it's quite a bit over the top, and they wish the representation for their culture wasn't. Oh, it's like all we're pray, we're family, da 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 da. Go to like that. It's like way over the top, like in deep into the religious and cultural stuff. When uh, their 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 reality, like it seems almost like it's they 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 feel it's almost like parody instead of just actual representation. But I think it's better than anything that we've ever seen before so oh yeah uh, and i think i i would rather it be a little bit more extreme so we can actually understand a little bit more of this culture realizing that it's on the on the far end of the spectrum as opposed to it being she's muslim and she's of pakistani descent and then we never talk about it again like i'd rather there be like these roots into the culture and things like that and i think that it's something that as the show continues on that maybe it'll like it'll ease off on the gas on the Pakistani aspect of it but I think it's also because of the story that it's telling with her her ancestors with like the bracelet and how her powers are manifesting I think having her her be more enriched in the culture makes sense because that's where her powers are coming from Whereas if it was just, oh, her being Pakistani just happens to be a feature of who she, like, she just happens to be Pakistani, but it doesn't necessarily connect to anything else. Then no, we didn't need to have, I think, all of like the, oh, here is her church. Here's how her friends interact. This is how her family, these are her family dynamics. I think that then it would be, oh, she could just be a girl who just happens to have brown skin and goes to high school. 
but I do like the Scott Pilgrimness of it all. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's fun. It's colorful. It's energetic. There's a lot of like yeah, little uh, the heist aspect of uh the first episode where they're talking about how they're going to get to AvengerCon, and <laughs> also just the this is the first time because uh, these movies the MCU's existed since 2008 yeah right and they've all taken place in the uh, quote unquote present year so I mean present year but like I think still a few years further up than we are yeah they, like time and we, wise, you've but... seen yeah you've seen stuff in like Endgame people want to take a picture with the Hulk yeah uh, the people have always been cheering for Iron Man in like Iron Man movies like because they know they know them. These are like household names. The heroes are household names. There's a there's a through line through some of these things uh, from Hawkeye to this show that makes it seem like uh, uh, Ant Man is just constantly doing interviews and giving away like every dirty secret. And I believe that of Paul Rudd. <laughs> like if if these people were real, like absolutely, it would be Paul Rudd being the one being like. Of course they have a podcast. Like, give the people what they want. But I know. Yeah, I it's like, like Scott that. Lang is the one who's feeding everything to newspapers. Like, oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. No, like, I um, love the fact that they're like, oh, yeah, I got most of my information from Scott Lang's podcast. You're like, of course he has a podcast. And this explains so much of why they know so much information. Yeah. And why some of it is But there is a Broadway musical. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, but there's a Broadway musical that also has Ant-Man in it, who wasn't even there. Yep. <laughs> Which I think is so great. Like, they're like, why? Uh, like, because you're like, he wasn't even there. Like, they even make a joke in the show about it. And, yep. like, the actor who played the Ant-Man on Broadway was like, man, they're eventually going to realize that Ant-Man wasn't here. And I'm going to get fired. <laughs> and then he heard Jeremy Renner make the joke while they were filming. And he goes, oh, thank God. They're not going to cut my scenes. Yeah. <gasps> Which I was like, that's amazing. But, um, no, I'm really It's another important show. thing. Oh, yeah. It's another important thing to uh, Kamal Khan's character that there be, uh, like, fan conventions for superheroes. And in, like, the Marvel comic universe, there are an infinitely much larger number of superheroes. Yeah. Uh, to be, to, to, to warrant a, like, Comic-Con-style convention. So, uh, the fact that there's just, like, a small one in New Jersey is funny. Uh, but it's also, it's, again, it's, it's, people were complaining about, like, oh, they changed, they made their powers, like, a light show. It's, like, just energy blasts. It's always, uh, whoever, Like, they are being so uh true to to the character in my opinion as and i'm not like a, a fan like i've i'm tangentially familiar with uh like and kamala khan's only existence is like 2015 or 2016 i think yeah she's a relatively new character yeah and so it's great that she's she's in and it sucks that they can't drop the whole inhuman bombshell because that would like the the inhuman thing and like the same thing with the mutant thing like they're not allowed, they're not doing mutants or inhumans because it would literally make like thirty percent of the population of like characters on screen have superpowers. Well, yeah, and I think that like I'm curious to see how they'd eventually tie it in inhumans and uh, mutants because we did get a taste of both in the Doctor Strange. 
yep. the movie. But I think that this is a good step forward to get us towards both of those things. And I'm curious to see how they do it. Like, I really love the cliffhanger they left us in episode two for this show. And I want to see where it goes from there. Um, because so far, this show has been one of my favorites. I think it's and it's also such a nice palate cleanser after watching something like The Boys. <laughs> Uh, I'm just like everything exploded and the world sucks and oh Kamala Khan you want to oh please make silly jokes and just be a just, fun little she TV just has show. a crush on a boy who might be her cousin yeah yeah apparently that that's also like that's that's a that was a fun clip I can't wait to watch what am I gonna watch first. <laughs> literally that's like where my conundrum comes from because i'm like all right i said i would be at work at not between 9 and nine fifteen tomorrow morning and i want to watch both of these before i go to work because i'm gonna hate i'm going to only wonder what i missed if i don't watch them both i think we're gonna watch the obi-wan kenobi show first i think that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna watch the finale of obi-wan so i can close that chapter and then see what yeah. see what kamala khan wants to do also, I feel like the like Disney's had trouble sticking their landings on some of these shows, and I feel like I'll go to bed less upset if I watch Miss Marvel last. <laughs> oh, the yeah, ending of Obi Wan could be amazing. I hope that there's a giant, like a giant actual lightsaber fight where between obi-wan and darth vader to warrant that the last time we fought you were this uh you know you were the teacher i was the student but not anymore like meh. because obi-wan needs to best him one more time before we before they don't meet again until a new hope and so i hope they have this huge lightsaber battle i hope we have this huge moment because like darth vader literally like ripped apart an entire spaceship with the force <laughs> And it, like, oh, he's in a scary phase right now, and it's great. And I just, I want to see those two come head-to-head -head now that we have Obi-Wan actually embracing the Force again. And also, if Liam Neeson doesn't show up, I will start flipping tables. So, the thing about Liam Neeson, like, the... I think it happens in Rebels, that he goes to, like, a place to connect with the Force and actually talks to Quagon. For the first time. So I don't know if it's going to happen in the, in the finale. Uh, we might get a glimpse. But I don't I don't know if that's if, if that's a payoff that we're going to see. I think. Framing it the way they are then. Because I famously have not seen all of Rebels. I've, I don't think I've seen any of Rebels. I've seen some of the Clone Wars. I haven't seen any of Rebels. And if they're going to. In their little montage for the opening of this show, end it with, let me teach you how to use the Force to talk to Qui-Gon, and then have him call out for Qui-Gon throughout the entire thing, and then not give us any payoff for Qui-Gon, will be some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Like you said, if they don't actually uh, talk for the... They don't talk for the first time until Rebels, which is four years later. I will be okay if they don't talk. But we have to see him. We have to see it be like this, like, almost connection. 
Can I sell Rebels really quick? Sure. So, uh, are you familiar with a sci-fi show with a, a smug-looking, charismatic captain of a ship that uh, smuggles things uh, with a uh, with a fancy crew and everything's shiny? And I'm talking about Firefly. I was gonna say you said you said smug captain, and I went so Firefly, yes. <laughs> yeah. So the smug captain is. Uh, character played by freddie prince jr in rebels i'm already sold yeah see it's okay my question (laughs) is how many seasons is rebels because my biggest thing for not watching is sitting down and trying to watch all of clone wars is that there's like a million there's like 85 episodes yeah there's too many i think there's three are there three seasons of rebels I don't know. God created the internet for a reason. There are four seasons of Rebels. I don't think they all have like 20 episodes, though. They're 15 episode seasons. Okay, so there's 75 episodes. But I will tell you, Quagon, not Quagon, Obi Wan Kenobi shows up. <sighs> All right, I'll look into watching Rebels. <laughs> I mean, and I've heard Rebels is re- really the good one to watch over. Like, there's some episodes of Clone Wars that's great. Yeah, there's 133 episodes of the Clone Wars. Yeah, I think I saw a few episodes of the beginning of Rebels. And then I skipped through to watch the ones that were relevant to the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and, uh, like, Star Wars in general. Yeah. So, there's, like, there's stuff, there's stuff where, uh, like, Bo-Katan shows up. Um, and, uh, like, basically, if you want to trace the path of the Darksaber from Clone Wars to Rebels to Mandalorian, like, you have to watch a little bit of Rebels. And so, there's a couple episodes I saw... Uh, for that, about the dark saber, and then there's one that has uh, Obi Wan in it. All right, I I will look into watching Rebels. I'll probably when because I don't think the second season of Bad Batch has started yet, so I'll probably start. I'll throw in a couple episodes of Rebels when I'm watching Bad Batch. Because I liked the Bad Batch. I thought that was a fun show. Yeah, I think Clone Wars is too long and. Uh, it's not it's not for me it's for kids yeah no i heard like the end the like the last like couple of seasons were pretty good i watched a few episodes with one of the kids they babysit because she was trying to like she was desperately trying to get to the end of clone wars before book of boba fett came out and i think she got to Mm -hmm. the end of clone wars she's like now i need to watch rebels it's like just watch boba fett just watch the boba fett show and then come back to rebels and so i think she's finishing up rebels now yeah or be like me and see a TikTok one time that said to watch these like four episodes of the show. Well, she's a com- and and she's a completionist, and she's also only like ten, <laughs> so like we're letting her have this. Yeah, that's fair. Because uh, Clone Wars, I think from episodes that I've seen, it's all uh, here's like the lesson of this episode. It's all yeah. very for. And that's fine. I just I, I I can't sit through 133 episodes of that. 
If it's just like, like Miss Marvel's going to be like that, I am sure. But there's not going to be 23 episodes this season, you know? I I served my time when I watched 10 seasons of Smallville. I will not be doing that again. Um, one, that's fair. Two, I think Miss Marvel's not going to quite be that because I think Miss Marvel's going to be... This is the this is the lesson of the season. That seems to be what Disney's doing lately. But we should take a break. We've been talking about this for a while. We absolutely should. This has gone on much too long. This episode is going to be a nightmare to edit because we're going to we should probably <laughs> cut some of this. Well, two dropped calls as well. Yeah. All right. Um. But anyway, uh, let's take a break. Take a break. Oh my god, I cannot with the housing market right now, Joanna. Have I not told you about Capital Realty Center? Oh, the premier realty group that supported and succeeded throughout the California landscape? Now I remember. If that's what you're looking for, call Kathy Johnson at 916-606-0687 to win that next bid. That's Kathy Johnson with Capital Realty Center at 916-606-0687. License number 02021378. We're back. And we're back, pack, 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 pack again. We've made it to the last segment. Um, sorry, listeners, for all of our rambling. This isn't even a me, like, like this isn't even me, like, last week where we JJ and I were both, like, just, like, physically and mentally exhausted and couldn't function anymore. Did you see what I put as the show description last week? Yes, yes, I did. And I laughed a lot because okay. I realized... <laughs> I also realized that you don't listen to the Drag Race 20, so the explanation for why I was saying that so often would have been completely lost on you if you didn't really listen to it. And so you're Did like... Did you explain about your car accident? We explained because it was a... Um, so on Drag Race, uh, they were doing uh, commencement speeches. And so they're comedic commencement speeches. And one of the drag queens, Jinx, Mon- Jinx Monsoon, made hers about when she was hit by a car. And so it was the lesson of it was that the body remembers trauma, but you have to um, so you have to treat it early so you can move on successfully. And so it was this really good message, but it started out with her talking about how she was in Amsterdam and she was drunk and she was trying to walk across the street and a car hit her and she flies up and lands down, lands on the ground and she gets back up and says, oh, well, that was a freebie and moves on. But now in life, her body is destroyed. And so she was sitting there talking about it and she goes, well, and... Like, someone once said, well, I don't fucking remember, because I was hit by a car! And then she kept bringing am it back I to, to understand? Bed. Am I to understand that you were not involved at all in a traffic collision? No, I was not. I was huh. not. It was a bit... <laughs> it was a bit like JJ not being able to stop saying gaping bussy for some reason. Which title of the episode? Which title of the episode? And I don't know why that's where his mind went. It, it wasn't even that he kept saying it. It's how he kept saying it. <laughs> don't. Nope. Nope. nope, nope okay, stop. You, nope. Mm-hmm, nope. You know mm-hmm. what? Uh, <laughs> calling, calling it right now. Do not. 
do that. <laughs> All right, no, no more tormenting the heterosexual. <laughs> I served my time. <laughs> And he didn't complain during the time during the time it was happening because because it's Pride Month. Yep, that's I'm I sat and I listened. It's because you you need to you need to to immerse yourself in the culture, just like you can. That's my role this June. Just like this holiday season, Stop. you can immerse yourself in the culture of Matilda the Musical on Netflix segue yeah that's great <laughs> news I, I honestly i thought you were just gonna say the word again oh no uh the word doesn't bother me but i just i was like that was a lot even for me but i was also sitting next to him make, watching him make the face because there's absolutely a face when you say it that way oh ab- yeah i'm sure there's a face i'm glad i was spared that um, anyway and I, Matilda, did, I did also uh, hit him with the pillow like i said i would so you're welcome <laughs> But yeah, um, Matilda uh, the Musical. It's going to be on Netflix. Uh, Tim Minchin did all the music for Matilda, right? Huh? Tim Minchin did the music for Matilda, I believe. Um, I think so. So yeah, this is that. This is that version of the. It's a. It's a full movie. It's not just a. They put a camera on a stage. It looks like it's a full movie. There's a teaser. Sweet. It's a teaser. Um. Yeah, but I think it's going to be an actual. It's just going to be like it's going to be a movie. It's going to be a musical, and we're going to get excited. I liked Matilda. Yeah. Um, Matilda's a great story. And like I've always loved, like I loved the original movie that came out in the nineties. That movie made me smile. I love, like I love the music from the musical. Um, I think it's fun. Um, we're going to be doing it at camps this year at uh, summer camp. And our choreographer is already so excited to start choreographing the music for it. He's like, but can we just do Matilda this week? I was like, no, you're doing the Aristocats. But Matilda, who said soon, but not yet. Um, but it's it's great. It's fun. I'm excited. I'll watch it. Especially because it's on Netflix. Did Tim Minchin do Groundhog Day? No, he did both. Are they gonna do? Are they gonna put Groundhog Day the musical on Netflix as well? I mean, I, I didn't ask Netflix the last time I talked to them, but as soon as I call them again, I will let you know. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll cool. include that on the next conference call. <laughs> Um, you know who Tim Minchin is, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, good comedy musical person. <sighs> and that's why I think those, I mean, those were both award-winning shows in their respective years. Mm-hmm. Matilda and Groundhog Day the Musical. I mean, Groundhog Day the Musical was nominated for lots of stuff. I don't think it won a lot of things. <laughs> no, well, the thing that won everything that year was Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> yeah, you can't compete with that. No, um, that already got its movie, <laughs> which I still haven't seen. They cut all the good songs. 
I have I have I've saw the picture of what uh Ben Platt looked like. And went no. And I was like, you know what? I've I have a better I've, version. I've, yeah, I've I'm I'm good. Uh, I, you don't need to Hollywood this one up. All right. Anyway, Matilda's coming out. What else is What else is coming out? Jon Snow sequel series. Because yeah, nobody asked. One, nobody asked. Two, you know what I did ask for? <laughs> asked for the fucking books. Yeah. You hear me, George? No, it's great. I want the books. But sure, <laughs> let's give uh, Kit Harrington some more work as this the same character. Um. I mean, I think he was a good character in the show. I think Ken Harrington's a good actor. I just, after season eight, I, just, I don't, I can't care about Game of Thrones. There's, people talk about constantly how, uh, the, people talk a lot about how nobody talks about Game of Thrones anymore. That it was like the biggest thing that you could not get away from. And the show, they did such a bad job that nobody wants to talk about it anymore. Like, that's impressive, honestly. I think my favorite thing about that, though, is that they ended it early because the writers were supposed to write something for Star Wars and then they, like, did such a bad job, like, nailing the finale that Star Wars said, just kidding. (laughs) We don't want you to write for us anymore. I believe also they had a pitch with HBO to write a... uh historical american show like a a modern like a modern modern day america if the confederacy won the civil war which nobody needs or wants i i literally lost my ability to form words there for a moment (laughs) that was their other idea after like post game of thrones that's what they were pitching to hbo that's what they were gonna do when they lost star wars they were like let's do this Ugh, there's a reason why they're not working, and it's that. Yep. Well, it's the shitty Game of Thrones ending. like That, too. They had the world, and they just threw it in the garbage. And now I'm supposed to care about this Jon Snow sequel series? I mean, maybe. No, it's you're supposed to, but we're not going to. Um, I'm trying to decide if I'm excited about this next one that's on here or not. I am, but I'm skeptical. So, um, Guy Ritchie is apparently going to be making the live action remake of Hercules. Oh, I'm absolutely 100% on board. That's one of my favorite Disney movies. Oh, I'm on board with the remake of Hercules. It's the guy richiness of it all that makes me that gives me pause because like Aladdin wasn't terrible as a remake and Guy Ritchie did Aladdin but I'm also like Guy Ritchie and musicals is just a weird thing in my brain. Wait, does Guy Ritchie do bad movies? No, Guy Ritchie does action movies. Yeah, I think Hercules as a as that would be good. I don't know. It's just I I it, it just it gives me pause because we're we're asking Guy Ritchie to one contain himself because Disney and two 
do again a musical did you see the live action aladdin um i think i saw part of it i didn't like this the new song that they did where like everything froze and she just like sang a song about being empowered and then she walked right back to her mark uh and time unfroze and then she went along being basically a slave yeah where she says that she won't be speechless but nobody can hear her sing it yeah and then she you know gets taken away by the strong man and thrown in a, a like a locked up you know yeah no it was weird there were weird choices made and just tonally like i'm like the song wasn't bad it just it really conflicted for me with like the tone of what was happening agreed um also like the aladdin one was also it was just weird like they'd be doing a dance number and then it would go into like slow motion for no reason um it okay it was it had moments that well, were very it was, 101 well i mean it felt very Zack snyder why are we going slow-mo i don't know because it looks cool and you don't do that in musicals <laughs> You do it once, maybe for yeah. effect. You don't do it, like, every time there's a musical number. And so, I don't know. Again, I'm excited. Guy, Guy I'm, ex- I'm excited for the, the idea. I'm excited to see. I'll be more excited once there's a casting announcement. Yeah, true, true. Um, And I'm not against Guy Ritchie doing it. I'm just concerned about Guy Ritchie doing it because I remember even who was it I think I was talking to my aunt when the Aladdin remake was announced and I was like oh did you see they're doing an Aladdin like a live action Aladdin she's like yeah that sounds fun I said but Guy Ritchie's directing it she went what (laughs) (laughs) because it's a choice it's a choice yeah and so I'm just kind of going that's a choice but okay. I guess and I'll, the only thing I'll say about Guy Ritchie is that he's he uses slow motion in a lot of his films independently of anything Zack Snyder does. So like that's not they both do it. Oh, they both do it. Um I just think that it was more heavy-handed in this movie than it normally is for Guy Ritchie because it was a musical and I he didn't he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> and so he was like I like the slow motion. Let's do it again. That's what this musical number needs. It needs a slow motion sequence. And we'll do it in almost yeah. all of them. Because why not? Um, so that's where I have I pause. think that, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I like Hercules enough that I think I'll, I'm excited for it regardless. Oh, I'm still going to see it. Because I have to see who's going to play the muses. I'm excited. I love Hercules. I'm just also allowed to be concerned. I hope they bring Danny DeVito back. Danny DeVito is like 70. Yeah, he could still play the satyr. He can voice the satyr. If it's like full CGI. Yeah. You don't think Danny, De- Danny DeVito could, could dress up? 
You think Danny DeVito wants to sit in a makeup chair that long? I think he might. <laughs> I think he's a master of his craft. I think it's entirely possible, but he doesn't necessarily... Like, I'm also willing to allow somebody else to take the helm yeah, and make, yeah, it, make yeah. it cool and exciting and fun. But for the love of God, don't give it to Chris Pratt. He's doing enough to no, my childhood. No, 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 yeah, no. Um, no Chris Pratt. Um, who should be Hercules? Who should be Hercules? Oh, let's see. Somebody. Let's see. Muscular. What Zachary Levi? Zachary Levi is not big enough to be Hercules. Okay, but in Shazam he is. Yeah, and it looks like because it's a costume. <laughs> He's wearing a rubber costume. Um, Listen, nobody's that big except literally The Rock. I would be okay with The Rock being Hercules. Nope, lies. Jason Mabai. He's 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 already done it. The Rock has already been Hercules. Okay, so Jay let Jason Momoa do it. Jason Momoa is a gorgeous-looking human. Um, I think it would be woefully, wonderfully ironic if Chris Hemsworth was uh, Hercules. That would be really funny, yeah. But the thing about Zachary Levi is I already know he can sing as well. We know he can sing as well, but also Hercules is a Greek god. We don't need to whitewash our Greek gods. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. And uh, you know what? Zachary Levi has already got to be in a Disney movie. True. Um, and a DC movie. He's making. He's made his rounds. It's okay. We'll find somebody else who can sing. Who. Maybe has who's a little an bit who has massive person who's an absolutely massive person who also happens to possibly be Greek or at least a person of color. <laughs> um, and I will think upon it and I will mention it next week on the podcast on who I who my fan casting for Hercules is. Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, I'll make it happen or I'll record it on a separate section and you can throw it into straight talk. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have a straight talk about Hercules, the most uh, heterosexual Disney movie. <laughs> the straightest of the straights. Um, speaking of straight things... Not only is it a Disney movie where he has his parents, but they're also gods. I mean, exactly. Um, speaking of straight things, um, I saw the trailer for Prey finally, and I realized we've never actually talked about it here on the pod. Um, and my thoughts are... That looks like a movie that's going to be on Hulu. Yeah, it's, this seems like it's more JJ's wheelhouse. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we haven't talked about it because none of us care. But I'm like, that's not going to be like a big movie that like for Hulu. And like culturally things like sh Strong Woman. Hunter Gatherer kind of vibes. I don't know. It's a movie, and it's going to be released on Hulu instead of the big screen. And I went, cool. Maybe it's straight enough for Jonathan to want to talk about it. 
anyway, that's a movie that's coming out. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I've never, I was never a big uh, Predator fan. If that, I like the whole like, I'm more on the alien side, and I never watched the Predator movies or Alien versus Predator. Or whatever else, because they they like both those franchises like led up to some big thing, and I think it sucked in like the early two thousands. Oh yeah, yeah. No, but, I mean I remember watching. I think I've seen the first Predator movie, and I've seen the first Alien movie, and I think that's it. The first Predator movie is where they do that big man handshake, right? I was also like twelve when I saw Predator. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers do like a real big handshake and like that's the, there's like a meme about the handshake. I mean, two big really buff guys shaking hands. Yeah. And like you've you've seen the meme. I've yeah. seen the meme. I'm pretty sure it's from that movie. I'm sure it was either the first Predator or the second Predator movie. I think I've only. I believe seen the first also. One. I believe also in Predator is when the line where he says "Get to the chopper." Sure. And those two, knowing those two facts about the movie have insulated me from ever having to see it. Because I know a couple things about it and can get through a conversation without ever having to watch Predator movies. Perfect. Well, we have acknowledged that there is a, there is a, <laughs> a Predator prequel that is coming out on Hulu. And we won't be covering it on the podcast because none of us care enough about it. The end. If you care enough about it, we'll care enough about it. You just have to write in and tell us to care about it. Uh, oh, yeah. Literally, if anybody writes in and says, I demand a review of this movie, one of us will watch it and talk about it. Yeah. We'll flip a coin. <laughs> we'll see who loses. <laughs> Oh no, JJ Speaking has to. to us. JJ has to watch this movie. Yep, sorry JJ, you lost. We j we just flipped a coin right here and now, and you lost. Sorry, you should should have been here. That's mean. That's I. That's mean. That's mean. Segway out. Segway out. Thanks for listening. And nobody asked our opinion. You can send us an email with any and all of your opinions at nobody asked our opinion at gmail .com. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at nobody asked our opinion. You can listen to us on YouTube at Nobody Asked Our Opinion Podcast. You can follow Joanna at Joey Snow 2006 and follow JJ at Piano Man underscore five. Follow our unpaid intern Natalia at The Third Rule Creative and me, producer Jonathan, at Jelly Sound. Rate us and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends to check us out. Join us uh, the next time we do a podcast uh, for more bullshit about pop culture. Woo! <laughs> wow!